When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, you're listening to Film Sack. Would you like to support it? You can by going to patreon.com slash frogpants today. Today, mommy is taking me to play with Kaylee and Tommy. I will meet their father and see what a real dad is like. This is Film Sack. Oh, sure. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. I'm Scott Johnson. Joining me today, Brian, this is like an R-rated Star Trek episode done away. Okay. Hey. Oh, hi. hi. Dear Blackout Diary, today I saw a baby checking the mail with his chubby little baby hands. <laughs> oh, baby, what could you possibly be expecting in the mail? Baby food samples? <laughs> Gerber life insurance for your questionably high-risk baby lifestyle? <laughs> Meh. Baby was probably just trying to intercept a letter intended for his mom about his adult-like behavior at daycare. Mm. Well, that's too much for my brain. Blackout! <laughs> oh, hey, Blackout Diary, one more thing. <laughs> Why do all dads suck? I mean, I feel like I'm living in a lifetime movie of the week where all the men are either crazy, sex offenders, or just plain absent. Mm. It's messed me up so bad this morning I tried to make in cereal with a knife. Blackout! <laughs> 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 all right, well, I gotta go. My crazy dad is choking me out. Oh, this is the closest to a hug I've gotten from him in years. I'll take it. I love you too, Daddy. <laughs> Back out. <laughs> you know what? That made me very happy. The movie's better if he, if he was said blackout every time he wanted to get out. If of he would have had, yeah, if he would have had a catchphrase on every transition. I think I agree. Um, okay, that was great. Also with us, Randy. Why is that twerp beating up kids that are way bigger than him, Jordan? Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Mm. Randy. Okay. I'm back from the future, and I'm so sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I tried, but I messed it up. Scott, you you end up with a paper cut, and mm-hmm. Dunaway, you end up with a blister on your dominant hand, and Ibbett, 
You end up falling into a running wood chipper. Okay, just give me another chance. <laughs> oh, I'm just right here. I didn't mean to drink the leftover coffee that Saturday morning. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm back again from the future. I am so freaking sorry, guys. Dunaway, you're going to end up with a rash on your leg. And Scott, you end up with this mild friction purr. Oh. And, and Ibbet, you end up being eaten alive by a cult of cannibals. <laughs> oh, my brain is getting so huge. I have to try again. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, that's basically the movie. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Poor Ibbet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Ibbet, here's what you have uh, last for you since you, so well for me. since you had, yeah, kind of had a bummer turnout for you. Uh, Brian, halfway through this movie, I'm only vaguely aware that Ashton Kutcher is in it. Ibbet. <laughs> it barely is. Yeah. Uh, this week, we watched a film about a guy who discovers that he can go into his past self via memories and change. Uh, hold on, I'm doing this over. <laughs> This week, we watched a film about a guy who discovers that his memories are a link between his current life and the negative... Uh, hold on. Uh, this week, we watched a movie about a guy who discovers that the world really would be a better place without him. It's a horrible life. Fuck you, Bedford Falls Sanitarium. Fuck you, Bedford Falls Diner. Hey, Clarence, take your wigs and shove them up your ass. That was exactly my conversation at the end of this movie. Uh... About the, the the alternate director's ending. Mm. Which is funny. I wrote this before I saw the alternate direct, director's ending. No, so. nice. Yeah, it fit nicely, though. Well done. We made everybody Further watch this before uh, the show. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it. I'm really glad that, that somebody, it was actually somebody on Twitter. I should probably give them credit, and I don't remember their name. But they kept insisting, oh, make sure you see the other endings. you got to see the other endings. Mm. And I'm like, oh, where are I, these other endings? And he says, well, here's the... Here's the YouTube link to the four of them. And I thought, the four of them? What the hell is this? It must be some right. joke. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, they're there. They're The first three are all just slight alterations to the ending we got theatrically. And the fourth one is the real ending. Yeah. And I yes. have been so frustrated by Netflix <laughs> the last few hours. I am just like ready to pop. What in the world is netflix doing running a movie with the wrong ending well hold on it's, it's not necessarily they, that way they did run the theatrical ending like netflix right. usually does oh this because is, some youtube video says that's no no no, no. this no. is this is a director's I this cut movie yeah i saw this movie in a movie theater when it came out and i saw the proper ending oh. that was screened in the movie theater with the baby choking himself yes that's yes. right this movie ends with a baby choking himself yeah choking <laughs> that, himself that out that to... is the, that is the only way i saw it ever randy I, really? do, I i don't think i saw this at the theater but i did own the dvd and there was two sides to it and i think i always which i always do i go for the director's cut yeah that's and what this so is supposed to be i never seen the other one and so i was also confused i was like well, are they going to go back and do another take? I mean, because and then the movie's over. Well, according this is what's so weird. Mad. This is what I can't figure yeah. out because according to everything I can dig up on this, the the release of the butterfly effect, people, is what we're talking about. Just in case we didn't announce what the movie was yet, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> that the theatrical release was him seeing her and walking away and kind of leaving that in the air. Yeah, that was supposed to be what you saw in the theater. Now, if you saw and this that's... other one in the theater, it means you saw the director's cut in the theater, and I who knows why that was playing. 
That doesn't make any sense. That's really well. Weird. I mean, you used to you, when you, you used to live in Texas. At the time you lived in Texas, Randy, would you have been going to yeah. the? Uh, and, I, and I went to see. I, I was having a time for years and years where I went to see every new movie the weekend it opened. That was my thing. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I on Friday night after work, I would go see a movie, and then on Saturday I'd go see a different movie that had just opened that weekend. And oh, wow. I remember the movie theater in Round Rock, Texas, where I saw the butterfly effect. And the ending stuck with me because I actually felt like it improved the overall film because right. it gave the film a message that was different than the message of the film up to that moment. The message of the film up to that moment was this horrible, uh, uh, this existential dread, right? The universe is against you and nothing you do is going to make mm-hmm. things good. Mm-hmm. And then the the thing at the end is this giving into that which i which i was really like oh okay now i get it like he's you know like he's accepting that everything's better without him you know right. like that's really that's actually really a and, message that i the, heard. but what's it, weird is i saw this thing in the theater too and yesterday th- this morning seeing the baby ending was the first time i'd ever seen the baby ending mm-hmm. interesting I'm so right. confused about that because yeah. like for me that that has always been the only end of the film crazy, i didn't know there yeah. were multiple endings huh. and i'm mad that there are multiple endings that's the main thing i'm not <laughs> necessarily as mad at netflix great but irony. Just like, mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> there is there is great irony in the fact that this thing that they went back and did another ending i oh, went back and did another ending oh went back and did right another right one. Let's I'm try it again. Film them all at the same time. Thank you, Scott Johnson, though, for doing what you did and finding this thing and having us watch it. Because otherwise, we would be sitting here and I would be screaming, and you would just be like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, and like, we wouldn't have believed you. Yeah, we, I wouldn't have believed you. you. It would be the Mandela effect. We'd all be accusing yeah. you of like, "No, everybody thinks no. they remember this ending where the baby chokes himself." But yeah, and I want to just—I I just want to for a second talk about why this is so. Okay, if that's what you saw in the theater, you're probably more prepared for it. But as somebody who's, this is his first viewing, and the way it ended, ended about how I thought it would. Okay, so like the, the Netflix ending was like uh, kind of what I expected. And then to hear that there were more, I was like, oh, interesting. There's three slightly different versions of the way the Netflix one ended. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, there's this fourth that is completely off the charts where he goes <laughs> back in time to when he is a nine-month, ready-to-be-birthed baby. She's in the hospital, ready to have it all go. And he strangles himself with his own umbilical cord with some internal dialogue or monologue about about earlier in his life, later in his life, like all this stuff, and kills himself in his mother's womb to reset everything so that everything was okay. Which makes, by the way, zero sense, because here's the problem. It doesn't matter when you go back and rip the butterfly wings off. It's always going to have an impact, including the day you abort yourself in the freaking hospital. It doesn't matter. You're still changing right. the course of events. So yeah, I, Eric, ugh. Eric Stoltz is still going to abuse that girl. He's still a perv. Right, exactly. Well, and, yeah. And if she chain smokes after right. he chain smokes and gets cancer after he blows his arms so, up. Imagine how she's going to do after she has a miscarriage. Right. So that's why. So that's why I say the miscarriage ending is the ending. Also. Because it it not only gives in to the existential dread, but it it is the ultimate defeat, right? Like every other ending that we saw, I'm just so mad. Like, why are these all these endings where he sees her on the street? These are this is not compelling at all. Mm. Like th- this undoes the whole film. Yeah, you but know? the problem the problem is this is how they they screwed up that thing with the baby though because that I agree with you. There is a sudden endingness to that that is like, oh well, all right. If he's not here at all. 
this is the closest he's going to get to a reset. And I, and I kind of understand that. But they still decide to flash forward a bunch of imagery of everyone succeeding and getting married and having a kid. Right. And his mom right. has a little girl next. And that one isn't a, uh, does, doesn't miscarry. And everything's perfect for everybody that we've met. Like, that. don't do that. Like, just have yeah. him have the hand go limp inside the, inside the placenta there, inside the womb, and be done. Then, yeah. then you've got your weird like ending. Live. We don't need, we don't need like, exactly. This is, the, yeah. uh, this is the whole oh, uh, Nolan Brothers thing. Like Christopher Nolan said that he uh, he had the ending for Inception uh, figured out really early in the process of mm. writing the film, and that he wanted to make sure that they uh, they captured that ending that he knew was the right one only. Yeah. And I really appreciate that. Like as a viewer. I feel really strongly like you should not give the editor a bunch of options. Like you should know, you should have a movie that's good enough that you know what every bit is going to, uh, you know, end up looking like on the screen. Yeah, it lacks because, confidence otherwise, well, right? And especially yeah. the ending. Like uh, you know, I can understand. Well, we're not sure about this. You know, this this middle bit if it adds to the story or takes away from the story. So you can choose whether or not you want to leave it in or leave it out. But I like saying, hey. Um, Instead of me writing this, I'm going to give you a bunch of endings. Uh, you choose the one you like. Mm-hmm. And by the way, <laughs> well, I'm not talk I'm not talking about alternate takes. I think there should always be oh, directors yeah. oh, who do sure. 100 takes to get the best one. Right. But when the script just literally changes, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that is weird. Yeah, and it's so a the, huge the question leap. is yeah. Where was uh, where were the directors at in their career at this point? The th- the thing they had done before this I think was Final Destination 2, which was, you know, nah probably just giving them a shot to really make something. So at this point, were they able to look at the producers and go, look, we're giving you this one, our pitches and here's the ending and the producers not come back and go, well, just film something safe too. Well, the directors, the guys you're talking about are Eric Bress and Jay uh, Mackey Mackey Gruber, Gruber, right? Who both wrote it and directed it. Although they have reverse credit order for writing. They do for directing, which I don't know what that means, but whatever they, uh, for a minute there, I thought this was one of those movies where someone started it and then halfway through got pissed and left and they brought oh. in someone to finish it up. <laughs> no, they yeah. they they had made Final Destination 2 together and then they immediately made this movie and then they made Kyle XY and that's it. They're that's like TV show. <laughs> apparently, yeah. apparently all the all, and, and if you think about it, all these movies kind of look and sound the same, you know, well, especially this and comparing this and Final Destination. I had no idea that there were strands of DNA connecting the two films, but it mm. totally makes sense because this yeah. does feel like. Like it really all could be in the same the same. Do y'all, remember, do y'all remember all the? Do y'all remember that little phase? Because there was a little time when Final yes. Destination was like, it was like a new thing. It was like almost like a new genre for a second. It was like, oh, this is where it's going. So there is. Kind of, mm-hmm. There is one uh, kind of odd thread with at least one of the directors, um, Eric Bress, the that half of the director. I'm sorry, Jay Mackey Gruber, um, and I guess Eric Bress because he wrote this too. But in their film Blunt. That was the first collaboration mm-hmm. they did together in 1998. They had another character with the last name Treeborn. Uh, in this movie, mm-hmm. his name is Evan Treeborn. They keep having Treeborns in their movie. And I don't know mm-hmm. what that's about. I couldn't figure it out, well, so I gave up. The Just Evan like Treeborn, uh, if you move the T over, it's Event Reborn. Oh. oh. Well, he was originally going to be Chris, right? He was originally going to be Chris, so it would have been Christ Reborn. Wow. Oh, yeah, they would have been really messing with us there, wouldn't they? Yeah, it's really dumb. I think uh, I think I, <laughs> this may come as no surprise to anyone because this is who I am. 
I think I probably enjoyed the butterfly effect more than most of you. Um, yeah, yeah. you did. Sounds like you did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah and yeah. <laughs> and I, I hope that you and I, Brian uh, Dunaway enjoyed a lot of uh, the same things about it, which, right. which is to say it, it activated this, like these memories of childhood for me mm-hmm. and this sense of uh, when I was in college, especially of, I could do anything. I could be anything. I could change the world. Right. And it wasn't badly acted like i i i think it's really really easy when a movie is a big pile of crap to come away and go oh yeah and the actors were really bad man amy smart has the hardest job and Mm -hmm. somehow she does it and it's okay like Mm -hmm. she was she wasn't great it's not an award-winning performance with with her with this big scar on her face but like it was (laughs) sharpie the sharpie scar (laughs) but it was it was it was well acted for me enough that i could enjoy thinking about what what i would change in this kind of yeah she was she was good and bean fork was good i don't know if you guys noticed him uh but rico or whatever inmate his his uh inmate roommate yeah that he convinced he had the stigmata by going back in time and slamming his hands down on those those freaking note post things oh my gosh that's so oh that was a that was a that was oh yeah this this it was during that time. Final Destination was about shock value. This this was film also had a lot of shock value, and it doesn't always necessarily have to show you. It's an in, you know implicationist or it's, a, it's implied that oh this is about to happen. Yeah, but listen Back. to this though. When he does that with yeah. the two pokes and does that to his hands and then comes back and convinces his, his roommate that he's the that he's the dude that he's right, the, the, the living in you know embodiment of Jesus in prison. Right. Uh, wouldn't him going back and doing that even quickly and briefly, doesn't that change the whole trajectory again? It seems, so like, would, it seems would, like it could, you know, it seems like it should, right? Like, like, yeah. Oh, he's going to go to the hospital that day. Maybe his teacher is not going to be focused on this drawing that he did. And, and again, why go back? If you're going to go back, why not do the different drawing? Like do something that's going to kind of maybe steer that path a little bit differently too. Mm-hmm. Right. So, th- so that's, so that's, I think that's one of the problems a lot of people have with this film they see it. This film deals with time travel, and any film that deals with time travel is always gonna cause hubbub. And uh, I, I felt like it was light enough, and they never dug into what was actually going on with the time travel. I never really thought much about it. I just, I just accepted what was happening and said, "Fine." Well, there wasn't Brian, a lot of scientific explanation for anything except for when he was uh, when he was accumulating the memories and was getting these nosebleeds and stuff. We were getting the idea that oh, he could not do this indefinitely. This is this getting worse every time. Yeah. Uh, but well, and also I I, my so memory. Bad at of, it too. <laughs> <laughs> but but again, that's the universe. You know, like he's he's doing the best he can, and the universe is cruel. I I my memory of the of my one watching of the film years ago was that every time he goes back in time he can only go back to an earlier point than he previously did mm. and i'm right. not sure that's the movie that we just saw mm. i i no. i felt like he had kind of more control uh in jumping around by based on what page of what book he was reading yeah, yeah. correct right. yeah. and that <laughs> That me. didn't that didn't feel as strong to me as my as my first viewing, which which was he, every time he can only go back so far, and it has to be before the previous time he went back. So he keeps every time he jumps back, it's a younger, younger, younger thing. Well, and did so, like, did an course, effect did that actually happen though? Like in, in your impression of that may be right though. Like maybe they didn't explain they maybe. didn't say it explicitly, but maybe they did. You know, it may be, and if and 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 edited in that order, you get you you get to realize what's happening. Mm-hmm. Through the no, film, at, he, at some point, the, 
the molestation thing takes place before the um the kind of exploding the mailbox deal. So For he goes sure. back to he does the he does the uh the first one he goes back and deals with is the molestation. Mm-hmm. Well, did he, he go back forward. though? Because all he oh you're right he did. You're, yeah, because yeah. then he just does say the, yeah. But let's just say the director's cut that I saw uh, uh, it was it was edited. <laughs> The way I remember, mm. I I don't know anymore. Okay. I'm so freaking confused. Well, one would I'm, assume one would assume the director's cut is more than just a different ending. Like, there's got to be other stuff in there, right? So oh, maybe yeah. that maybe and they usually yeah. IMDb usually lists that too. Like, if there's um, scene changer, yeah, the director's yeah. cut adds a few new scenes. Evan discovering that his grandfather had the same gift and was also considered crazy like his father. That mm-hmm. seems unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Evan and Andrea go to a palm <laughs> reader that tells Evan he has no lifeline. Andrew, which we hear the audio of in that baby clip. Yep. Uh, Andrea right. telling Evan she was pregnant twice before he was born. Uh, scene at the prison where the prisoners publicly read Evan's journals. A scene in the prison where the other prisoners come to rape Evan one night. An extended hospital scene where Evan is visiting a sick Andrea. Um, and then the alternate ending looks like that's it. Was Bean the Canadian f- version of the film contains more scenes of nudity. Great. Oh, <laughs> right. Oh, Canada. Great. Way to go, Canada. Was, was it more scenes of nudity with uh, Earl's brother, Randy, in a goth? Uh, oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Man, he oh. was. This was in his heavier years. Oh, he's, he's a big boy. Since then. You look at him yeah, now. Actually, his IMDb photo right now. Uh, I, yeah. Hats off to him. I don't know what diet he's on. Yeah. But he looks great, dude. Yeah, he, nice. it's, but it's also one of those things where it's like Newman. Like, if you lose that much weight, can you even work anymore? Because everyone hired you for being a big guy. Oh, are we talking about Ethan Sup- Suppley? Yes. yes. Ethan Suppley. Yes. yes. Oh, I love him. I and he's too. got such a horrible IMDb photo. No, it's good. Yeah, it's a, he looks great. He looks yeah. healthy. Look up, look up Ethan Suppley and imagine him having, oh, I don't know, 80% less forehead. <laughs> and it's like, oh, what a good looking guy. Well, it's because his body, well, he's a Oh, I mean, no, compared to, compared to how he that's, looked, my name is Earl, compared to how he looked here, uh, I'm just saying, or, I'm yeah. just saying, if you told me, oh, he actually has this tragic tattoo on his forehead and they photoshopped it out for the <laughs> IMDb photo, I'd be like, oh, okay, I get it. Nah, he's just always been a forehead guy. Like in Earl, he always had a bunch of forehead. I mean, in this thing, he was the most goth <laughs> and the yeah, most oh la- lady getting so goth, goth dude. Like, what was that about? Like all the girl things. I don't get his deal, but whatever. Uh, yeah. Who am I to judge? Maybe if I was a big purple boy. Yeah, he could. Well, it, it fits in. Uh, th- that fits in with for his hair tips, basically. <laughs> Ethan, this fits in with this fits in with uh, his character actually fits in with my daddy issues. Of oh. this whole film, uh-huh. all of those girls had major daddy issues. We're trying to <laughs> piss their dad off. Yeah, and, uh, I think that's what was going on there. Sure. Ethan yeah. Suppley is somehow attached to Ashton Kutcher. I don't get it how, but um, he's currently uh, a recurring character on The Ranch. Have you guys watched The Ranch? Mm, no, uh, um, a few episodes. That so it's, shows it's, uh, it's Ashton Kutcher's comedy on Netflix, mm-hmm. a comedy series. Yeah. Uh, it's it's him, uh, Sam Elliott, and Deborah Winger. Yeah. And uh it's it's not bad, but it's also like it's really really like two and a half men in the wild west mm-hmm. and it's just like it's it a, doesn't it's tread a, it's any a three, new ground. It's a three camera uh yes. traditional sitcom with a laugh track. Like on yes, uh, out out in I don't I can't remember like Wyoming or But but the laugh track is ironic, right? Because I don't think it's Oh no no no! This comedy. is two and a half men. I mean, it is really it's it's like Ashton Kutcher walked away from uh, Chuck Lorre with all of his tricks, and it's yeah. like I'm really? going to go do oh, what Chuck Lorre. Does. That's what yeah. I've also what I've it, also heard uh, this. What's it on? 
Uh, Netflix, Netflix, Netflix original. It's on Netflix. Netflix. Okay, yeah. all right. I'm gonna have to check it out. He, in addition to being tied with uh, or tied to Ashton Kutcher, he's also tied to the um, Kevin Smith uh, universe, but yeah. not in the way where he always plays the same character in all the Kevin Smith films, like Dante and mm-hmm. yeah. um, people like that. He's just always a different character in all of uh, all of Kevin Smith films. Well, the other thing about a- Ashton Kutcher. Uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but if you look at pictures from him in The Ranch or his uh, Steve Jobs thing that they made a couple years ago, that dude doesn't age at all. No, he's he's another. He's always got a big face. He's permanent handsome. Now, I put in, just for funsies, in our film sack uh, uh, Discord here, yeah. A picture of a camera looking up at him in his face. <laughs> and I would just like to point out that no that dude's got some seriously mismatched nostrils. So I, I just want to make a point here that everybody who's awesome looking, if you're Tom Cruise, you got a tooth in the middle of your head. If you're this guy, right. your left nostril is the size of a freaking uh growing glory hole, and the other one's a little tiny slit. <laughs> Is it? Is it that? But isn't that the definition of beauty? Isn't it symmetry with one imperfection? Isn't I guess that what so. Well, I think that's right. What yeah. was her name in Transformers? The uh, first one that was popular for a whole minute. Uh, yeah. Jennifer. Jennifer. Or no. Um, she was in Jennifer's Fox. body. Megan Fox. Fox. Megan Fox. Megan Fox. Yeah, I always uh-huh. call her Jennifer because she's in that bad Jennifer's she's body. She's got that movie. half thumb. She's got that half thumb. The, the, so all the way down. If you haven't looked it up, up Jennifer Fox <laughs> or uh, Jennifer Fox. If you haven't looked up. Her thumb. Go look at her thumb. It's jacked up, man. And I'm just saying, I think it's I think that's the deal. If you are so pretty and so handsome, your job is to have at least one really there goofy to, flaw. And that's there it. There used to be a subreddit called Megan Fox Thumbs yeah. that yeah. had yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. Well, Ashley oh, yeah. Kutcher is really just funny. it's officially called bracket dactyly which is basically medical, a fancy med- word for a club thumb. There you go. Right. The medical term for Megan Fox is over slightly mishap thumb. Oh my goodness, that's terrible. You people are terrible. I'm just saying. No, 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 no. it's Fox not body shaming. Thumbs. Not at all. It's just this it's just this point <laughs> I want to make that I think it's like a not a deal with the devil, but if you're going to come out beautiful, if you're a beautiful right. person, something there's something somewhere. Like let's think of somebody really good looking, like some yeah. model on Sports Illustrated. If you went to her house and got to be her friend, one day she might look at you and go, do you want to see a mole that has teeth? And <laughs> she'd show you like a mole on her back with teeth. You know, I like well, the fact that I've got so many imbeciles. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. After you, sir. All right, well, I'll be. Mine's quick. I'm still looking for the imperfection on Amy Smart. Oh, still looking. Yeah, she's, she's lovely. She's yeah. lovely. Well, her, imper- ahead, her imperfection is uh, 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 oh, a yeah. movie uh, choices. Yeah, movie choices. Right. Let's put it that way. That, how about that huge scar on her face during that one scene? That was pretty bad. Uh, it was that just was a, messed up. It look like makeup yep. to me. It, it looked like that. a scar, but then it's like the director said, ah, it doesn't look scarry enough, and people aren't going to notice it really bad. Let's just fill it in with, oh. with black Sharpie. Mm-hmm. Th- this movie never once said, uh, let's go subtle. No, no, no. This yeah, this movie right. was meant to be, uh, you know, no no it's, confusion. It's like, a, it's like a Twilight Zone episode written by an eight-year-old. It's like, right, and then right. he's going to come back and he's going to have no arms. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. You could see them in a writer's room just having a time of their lives. Totally. Just coming yeah. up with these but wacky I, but ideas. No, I, I like that in my sci-fi thrillers. Oh, I do too, and they're well-made. Yeah. This is not yeah, well-made. Yeah. And, and, it, I, wait, and I'm going right. to go counter to what Randy said about acting. I think Amy Smart's fine. I think mm-hmm. uh, Carlos, a.k.a. Kevin Durant, is always good and was great in this. Yeah. Melora uh, Walters, I think, is always... I, I, I love her. Yeah. Like, I love watching Melora Walters. There are people who are doing fine performances, but man... There are people who aren't, and a lot of them are kids. Oh, 
the really? kid, uh, kid actors are terrible, and I have clips later to prove it. You just don't remember. They're they're bad, and I'm not saying everybody can be a Dakota Fanning in this world. I'm just saying you can do better than this this group of kids you just pulled out of a junior high somewhere. I could never I take his kid version seriously when he was like yelling at Eric Stoltz or you know mm-hmm. knowingly uh, I, doing. Let stuff. me ask you a question about that too. Uh, so when he goes back and he he occupies his his cell himself uh, for a little short period of time and controls all that, when he leaves and comes back to the future and everything's all changed, does the old him have any memory of what happened or no? They had a blackout, right? Well, like yeah. the birthday party didn't have a blackout, uh, right? Like you know. Wait, let me think. Well, because he never. That's oh, good point. Well, I, like, think, you know, I think I think yeah. that when he goes back and tells. I think you're smart not to do it. Mm. Go ahead. I think you're investigating a plot hole from from the editing room because like I I I would like to believe the movie was portraying the blackouts as covering the misunderstandings of time travel and that they were all there were all blackouts. Mm. And it just didn't have the movie didn't have the time to show you every one of them. Mm. And so it just sort of did a little hand waving on that. And, and thank you for that movie because uh, you were only a little under two hours. So I appreciate that. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> well, the reason I'm asking that is because like, if he, if he goes back and says, you know, to young uh, Kaylee, go away. I never want to talk to you. If you ever come near me again, I'll kill you and your whole family. And then she runs off to her mom. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, and then Ashton Kutcher goes back in the future and everything's different. Does, does uh, the girl's, mother then come over and say what did you just say to my daughter and he says i hope I'm so sorry i have no idea what you're talking about let's be friends oh cool they're friends and and yeah we yeah screwed everything back up yeah <laughs> oh so you're saying yeah what happens to young right after young he Kevin. comes back what what happens to young ashton kutcher after he right zoinks back out of there well it's, and, it's not only that because they they are very fast and loose with what you're talking about they'll lose chunks of time and not explain it when he set up the birthday surprise for amy smart with the beautiful lighting and the plates oh, yeah, and the restaurant right. atmosphere and everything when did he do that when was that and was he what was he doing then like there's all kinds of questions <laughs> right yes and so well, i don't really yeah. took place between between the class where he says Hey, I need to do something for my girlfriend. I need the brother's help. Yeah. Uh, yeah go use the pledges. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. Here's where I want to read to you a part, just a part of what I wrote. While I, I, I would not like, I could not stop writing while watching this movie. Yeah. I just want to read a part of it to you. Okay. Okay. Nothing that you try to do to make things come out right will work mm. because everyone around you had a messy childhood and now all they want to do is escape from their problems with drugs and sex and self-destruction, except for frat boys and sorority girls who are somehow the happy people. Mm. That's it. That's mm. the lesson. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. I, I had, I did have a problem with uh, the, the severe turns of, of each character, how far that, cause they were all very, apparently very, very fragile. But so I, I never understood how any of them could have been, uh, well adjusted if they fell apart at any point in time in their lives with any type of uh, obstacle. Mm. So, you know, y- yes, child abuse can mess you up, but it doesn't have to be the only thing that sends you into some kind of, you know, bad life because plenty of people have been abused and they don't end up where oh, yeah, these no, people ended up. Yeah. There's absolutely like they kept making guaranteed through lines for every, a- for certain actions, right? which is, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit weird because part of the, 
Trivia says Ashton Kutcher did extensive research on psychology, mental disorders, and chaos theory to prepare for his role. Well, you didn't do that deep of a look because everyone knows <laughs> if you did, you'd, you'd know about coping mechanisms, I, you'd know about um, resilience training, and all, like all this other yeah. stuff that you do as people to to become resilient to things you may have experienced traumatically in your he life. Would have known mm-hmm. that college students don't have multiple copies of the same book on their bookshelves. Yeah. That drove me crazy. <laughs> That's like a video game thing. It drove me crazy too. It video totally games do is, this yeah. where they just repeat the textures. In video well, games, you know, I'm like, oh, I get it because you're a video game and you don't want to make a separate book in this giant library for every book. But in a in a movie, multiple, come on. Multiple volumes of the same book series, mm. like an encyclopedia or something, maybe. Uh, I'm, with, I'm with Randy. He's, pu- he's punking us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's punking us. Speaking of that this trivia, whole though. movie is, is Ashton Kutcher punking us. My favorite trivia of the whole thing was the wig Eric Stoles wears later when he's got long hair and he shoves him up against oh, the yeah. wall is yeah, actual man. Eric Stoltz hair. And I don't mean that it's right. his hair. I mean, he cut his hair. And then and used then it for a it? wig. <laughs> this is how much it confused me in the movie. Because I said, hey, that guy looks like Eric Stoltz. Yeah. Wait a minute. It is Eric Stoltz. Like 20 minutes later, I'm like, oh, that is Eric Stoltz. Yeah, it's like, Rocky that, Dennis. That, it, it totally didn't look like him for some reason. To me. Rocky Dennis, man. The I mean, he's Marty McFly. Yeah, <laughs> he was. He was yeah. Marty McFly one. Yeah. And, and he and he had, I, I mean, I like Eric Stoltz a lot. And I actually think he's very good in this. Like, he's a convincing <laughs> dirtbag. I didn't bag. think so. Really? I didn't like how I didn't I didn't like the character writing for him. Yeah, but he's good at portraying it, right? I don't think there was a solid enough character written for Eric Stoltz to really find a place. I thought that was one of the weakest Hmm. points because I was like, okay, so Evan shows back up and he tells the dad, don't do it. Don't film us naked. And he goes, I'm changing everything. I'm like, mm. I'm going to be a new man from this point on. Yeah. That kind of stuff doesn't yeah. happen. It's, I can yeah. see why they put that earlier in the film then. Ho- hope to forget it. If you, if, if you put that threat, <laughs> if you put that threat in sort of the reverse timeline spot in the film, it happens re- real late in the film and mm-hmm. it's n- not going to be anywhere near as, as cool. And also you have to run it together with the scene where the very next time travel back is the one where he blows himself up in the, mm-hmm. in the basement. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I, I get that. Like you, you got to separate those. At the same time, if I if I if I was just like if I was just like hit, if I walked out of my bedroom right now and some one of my kids' friends was over for a little play date and they were out there playing Minecraft on the TV and the friend started speaking to me like that, it would absolutely change the rest of my life. I would like I, I'm not mm. sure what would happen, mm. but I you, know you it would. When a kid building airplanes. When a kid starts speaking like an adult and does it for more than an instant, that is the freakiest freaking thing. Like I, I, I oh. it's very discordant. I, I agree. I don't like it at all. The, the biggest complaint and actually something that I, I kind of enjoyed for me was the manipulation of your emotions in this film because they really went for the low hanging fruit. It's like, hey, we're gonna put a, a quarter stick of dynamite in this mailbox, which is shaped like the house, and we're gonna make you feel uncomfortable. Oh wait. We're gonna ratchet it up some. We're gonna have the baby check the mailbox. Right, right. Mm. Way, yes. like, oh, really? It, is, uh, it yeah. really was like, what's the, ooh, what's the, what's the, uh, let's not We're be subtle with anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's be as. Uh, also, why? Who has a how? Who has a mailbox shaped like their own house? I don't okay. know. Okay, I don't know. So the whole does film, that. the whole <laughs> film, except, 
The whole film, except for the prison exterior and a flyover shot of New York City, Manhattan, the whole film was filmed in Vancouver and the Vancouver suburbs. Okay. And hmm. that was a thing. I, I have seen the remnants of it here and there in the Vancouver suburbs of this, like, rich people with the house. They're so excited <laughs> that they got a house. And so they put a house in front of their house like that. Right. Yeah, thing. but it's such painstaking hey, detail on that little hey, house. Yeah. Hey, Builder. Hey, Builder, I know you just built our house and all, but I was wondering if you had a free weekend to make another smaller version of that. Yeah, could you well, make a little scale version? Was there, I didn't look closely, but was there a little tiny mailbox in front of the little mailbox house? <laughs> no, it was actually, actually <laughs> lifted the roof up and, and the people were inside going, no! Remember, Canadian Canadian rich people aren't spending all their money cheating their kids into college. Right. And they, they Ooh, have, like, ripped from today's they, headlines. They have, well done. I'll tell you what. Um, uh, one thing that all these movies have in common when you when you say like wow this looks like Kyle X Y mm-hmm. is not just that it was filmed in the same place in the same sort of locations but that when you're filming outdoors in Vancouver you have so few good days where you you aren't getting rained on that a lot of a lot of the scenes are actually being shot in the rain and they just brighten them up so you can't see the rain mm, right. and. That's a weird thing, that brightening that yeah. they do. Yeah, I and noticed it, it the, in here. Yeah. The color palette for this movie was was interesting in itself. You could I, I thought that was actually It was mostly mostly dark yeah. blues when they were indoors. Uh, you know, kinda I don't know. I don't know what I'd compare it to. A little bit like the abyss or something. It, right. it um, felt and again, I don't want to give this movie too much credit, but it felt like a lot of effort was being put into making every interior feel like a prison. Mm. And every mm-hmm. exterior feel like a bright, open, sunny possibility. Right. Mm-hmm. You're, you're probably right. One of the things that, I mean, I'm going to, I guess this is an admission, but my entire life, one of the things that has greatly deterred me from doing anything that would land me in prison is how movies go full <laughs> rapey with their, with oh their inmates. Gosh, it was so yeah. terrible that once again, they, they did not have a light hand towards anything. No. In the prison scene, I was like, okay, yes. Prison can be bad, but not every guy is some body. No, I feel like I'm at, I feel like I'm at the absolutely gym. Absolutely, every <laughs> every prison trope that's ever been used in film, they tried to shovel, you know, shoehorn right. this one. Like, all right, there's got to be a big guy, and he and he gets attacked and stuff thrown at him and made fun of when he walks in with his blankets and people trip him and laugh at yeah. him. And, yep. and then and he's he, gonna get raped on his first night. Yeah. And, and the guy says to him, whispers, oh, "I can't even say what he said in his ear. It was all freaking awful. It was like the worst." rapey awful prisony thing oh, ever yeah. and i thought yeah that's why i don't break laws i'm not going there right you know the and the thing is the all these over exaggerations of things it it reminded me of dreams it's like oh i've done something bad i've put a piece of dynamite into a mailbox and so you're <laughs> you have an expectation of what's going to happen yeah. and then the next thing happens and it gets worse and worse and i felt like this was I, I felt like they were making me question whether he was actually just insane. Was is yeah, this character right. just is this everything just happening? In no, he's just shitty at time travel. Like mm. you, but no, yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't look back and say, "Oh, I know what I'll change. I'll change it so that we put the dynamite in the um in the mailbox, but we turn it the other direction. Let me see if that works. Right. Oh, that didn't work. Oh, all right. You know what? No, what else doesn't work? Don't okay. hand, don't, don't give, don't give uh, Lenny. By the yeah. way, his namesake of Lenny. Don't don't yeah. give Lenny uh, a poor directions after you give him a sharp uh, guard. <laughs> right, exactly. You'll oh, know what to do, man. Lenny. Here you go. That guy. <laughs> that so he was so the adult version of him played by that dude. What plays uh, Foggy Nelson? Daredevil. Yeah. Foggy Daredevil. Nelson. Yeah. 
And I just could yeah. not get that out of my head. So when him and Amy Smart are getting it on in the better future for him, I just yeah. kept thinking, yeah, right, dude. No, not a but chance, Foggy you, I, Nelson. I loved that. Chance. I loved his acting though. There was a, there was one time when he was uh, when he was gluing his airplanes together, and he just really freaked me out. <laughs> he really did a good job. Oh, when he was I older, that was yeah. a better eventuality for him because even though he was crazy in building uh, airplanes, he didn't have right. that stupid uh, stripe yeah. of, of fur on his chin. Right. Yes. I mean, he was at home. His mom was taking care of him. He never had to grow up. He was a forever <laughs> child. I mean, he come got on. as many models and paint and glue as he wanted. And don't yeah. mess that up for me, Aston Kutcher. Come on. Aston Kutcher. Nice. Kutcher. Uh, do any of us, who who here, I swear, Randy, I swear this is you. Didn't you say once or twice on the show that you're, you used to, back in the day, you, you used to like the Jerky Boys. I heard talk about the time. <laughs> Didn't you like the Jerky Boys? Wasn't that a thing you were oh, into? Yeah, oh, yeah. Those, you and me. But, like, this is, jerky Boys all the time, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a time frame. They came out originally on cassette in that time when we were collecting CDs already, but cassettes were still available and cheaper. Yeah. And yeah, I had like the first two or three Jerky Boys albums on cassette. Okay, so this was obviously a thing. It never really hit with me, but I knew it was kind of a phenomena, which is weird why this movie has a connection to this. So when Evan is placing a phone call uh, at the the, um, college, the number he dials on that phone, and I did notice the 555 uh, because I saw him hit it rapidly and I went, oh, there's somebody dialing 555 like they do in all movies. But then the whole number is 5557, uh, sorry, 5785, and that's the number repeated almost incessantly yeah. by Frank Rizzo on the Jerky Boys. Yeah. What a weird thing to stick into your it movie. Yeah. I, how could how could a guy of Ashton Kutcher's age, though, not have been What, what were the numbers by, again? It's. What? what were the numbers? What were the numbers? He again? pushed to mute. Five 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 seven eight five. Yeah, five 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 seven eight five is the number. Five seven eight five. Wait, did five, you seven eight five? Did I was not... trying. To... <laughs> right, I was trying to figure out. I was trying to figure out the significance of thirteen seven and six. Oh, were those the, numbers the way they were jumping around? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I don't know. Oh, maybe. I yeah, mean, there I, was, don't, I don't know. There was all kinds because of references. He was twenty, and yeah. he went back to when he was. 13 which was so actually i kept trying to do some math and i was i they kept they kept pushing it in my face i'm like okay i don't want to do math wow. okay must mean something yeah no that means you've officially put more thought into this film than probably the director so. did yeah probably so those kids were dicks at 13 <laughs> all of them were dicks what a bunch of dicky 13 year olds man yeah i well, remember is it that 13 though oh look not for me it wasn't i wasn't sitting around smoking and then putting uh giant sticks of dynamite in people's things I was oh it was I the was, giant sticks. I was God, screwing around on. with it could barely kill a baby. Yeah, kill a baby and his mother. <laughs> but the uh, no, I was into I don't know what I was. I was into playing Nintendo and and before that Atari Nintendo. and stuff and was like I don't know. I was the nerd I am now. Basically, I didn't do anything rotten. Partly yeah, because we, I thought I'd I get was... raped in prison. Partly. <laughs> I got mixed up with kids that were more like uh, Tommy and, you know, mm. living in the trailer park and, and stuff like that. We didn't ourselves live in the trailer park, but we had friends. I had friends who did. And so we'd go over there and I was a little terror back then. For, yeah. for yeah. some reason in my mind, uh, Lenny from this movie uh, grows up to be Foggy Nelson in Daredevil. Yeah. 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 yeah he does. And uh, that, that's, that's what my... it was when I saw the movie originally in theaters, Randy. Yeah, that's. That's like for me. That's exactly all the friends that I made as a kid. Like they they were a mess as a kid, and I was afraid of them. And then they somehow grew up to be a lawyer for Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Actually, that felt kind of familiar to me as well. Like there's a lot of yeah. 
a lot of you know the kids who got picked on are doing fine now and then the ones who were the dicks are dead or horrible <laughs> i have run into that a lot like some kids i grew up with in junior high that were just awful to people are just kind of lousy now and then the mm-hmm. ones that grew up fine are the ones that got picked on it's weird uh, yeah i haven't uh, looked back to see what any of the uh the dicks I hung out with are doing right. these days. I imagine, you know, they probably have uh, mug shots and inmate numbers signs they're holding up. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, as, as many of us uh, who are more like us, uh, you know, I had my bully. And I found this past week, I found my uh, one of my uh, middle school yearbooks and I posted my picture. But when I was looking through the middle school yearbook, I noticed that my bully was a couple of, you know, rows above me. And it's just like instantly I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that day that, mm-hmm. that you, you know, beat me up in front of everybody. You held me down on the ground and beat me up and nobody come and help me. And I was just, just just kept wailing on me. And I'm like, where's this guy at today? I bet he's either in prison or he's a jerk. And it's like I looked him up and he was he was fine. He was still the same person he's always been. Yeah, a lot his of them are fine. Kid, yeah. His kid, his kid looks like he's doing the same crap he was. He's not doesn't like a nice person. Yeah. But, you know, there was no comeuppance. Well, when they're when when um, so on TMS, this is probably three years ago now or something. But Brian and I were doing an episode where we somehow came up this kid I went to high school with who wasn't a bully per se, but just an a-hole. His dad had tons of money, um, treated everybody like garbage and just was just kind of a shithead. And we all, you know, had these a bunch of us were just did not think back very fondly on this guy for the way he treated us when we were supposed to be friends and. And we made some comment about it on the show, and then we moved on. Mm-hmm. Like a week later, do you remember this, Brian? I get this email from that guy who says, uh, I heard on your show all the stuff you said about me. And at first I'm going, oh, shit, here we go. I'm going to get, you know. <laughs> But instead, it was just like this very contrite, apologetic, I'm different now. I was awful then. I know I was bad. I don't remember that. How you don't remember this? This was like three, no, four years ago. I remember us talking about the guy. I don't remember the letter, though, the afterward. Maybe, the- I, maybe I never followed up on the show about it. That's a bummer if I didn't, because it, it was a very strange experience. He totally wow. reached out to me and was like just incredibly apologetic and just cop to everything and it was crazy like i'd never seen anything huh. quite like that and we're talking 30, 30 years between the time he was an ass and now and suddenly i get that so yeah it was, it was weird you know what the funny thing is what i was trying to think i was trying to think back about all this stuff and you know what i was like you know what i might have deserved getting my butt kicked i don't remember saying anything <laughs> to this guy but i do remember being a smart ass in middle school and maybe i deserved it is your new, I don't know. Is your new twitter avatar are you from a, a kid or not is that yeah, you? that was my middle. That was yeah, my middle. Yeah, that totally yeah. looked like you, but it also has a little bit of a Bill Gates kind of vibe to it. And a lot of people were right. like, "That's Bill Gates. It's not done away." And I'm like, "No, I think that's him." But I would have been, like that's I said true. on Twitter, and I'll say it again: You're the kind of that's the kind of face of a kid that I would have been like, "Dude, yeah. you want to hang out? Yeah. You want to go?" We would have totally hung out. We would have totally hung out because we would have been messing around with computer crap and video oh, games. Yeah, and that dude. Would have been great. Would have been great. And. Like it really resonated with me that there was a certain age where I was tramping around in the woods with boys, and it was like we found some mm-hmm. fireworks in someone's basement, and we're gonna go blow them up in the woods. Like that, yeah. that just seemed so realistic to me mm-hmm. that it it almost harms the rest of the film, where that his college experience is kind of not. Uh, it seems that's a thirty five year old's idea of what happens in college. Right, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, right. I agree with that, and it, and I think we probably all have some version of the fireworks in the woods sort of thing so yeah a lot of that resonated with me and the kid that played him as a teenager uh kutcher's character as a teenager was the most convincing for me 
I thought the the girl and the other two kids were. I mean, the kid that's the evil kid. I just want to. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah. Him you him know what? I'm really good at playing the evil kid, though. I yeah, mean, like so especially good. in the movie theater with the <laughs> grabbing the. Uh, the thing and beating the tar out of the kid after watching the yeah. movie seven well yeah. there you go yeah yeah so much beatings so yeah. many beatings hey that was film this sack was... within a film sack you know watch the it was this is, yeah mm-hmm. and the other movie was dumb and dumber were dumb and dumber and seven in theaters at the same time i want to say no because i think dumb and dumber was 94 and i want to say the other one was 95 but someone but could convince feels me feels closer feels very yeah, but why would they be in the close. theater at the same time hold on dumb and dumber this this i'm so glad you brought that up because i thought the exact same thing okay yeah. dumb and dumber came out uh, December 6, 1994, which is, okay. is my memory of that. And then you got uh, 7. 1995 was 7, came out uh, September 15th, 1995. So unless this maybe is 95. Maybe it was a dollar movie. No, it could be. It, was probably, it, it could be. Yeah. It could be. This could be a year later, and they pay the dollar. See, this is what we would have done when we were kids. You pay the dollar to go see Dumb and Dumber, which is a year old, but then you sneak right. into 7 because you're already in well, there, and that's brand new and in theaters, and you don't have to pay also, for Also... Also, at the same time, uh, according to the movie Captain Marvel in 1995, everybody already had Windows 95 and Alta Vista, which hadn't even existed yet. Oh, great. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, they, uh, that's good to know. Heading, I still haven't seen it, so I'm excited. Oh, all right. You, uh, you're going to you're gonna enjoy that, that little slice of 1995, I'm sure of it. Well, I'm excited about it. Uh, all right, well, let's see what else we got here. We also, got all, uh, yeah. January Jones, uh, <clears throat> Ashton Kutcher and January Jones used to be together, and uh, Ashton Kutcher said that she shouldn't pursue acting because she's not very good. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> wow, really? Yeah, I wonder if he could. Wonder if he could go back and change that. Right? No. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, the years that this took place then were eighty nine, ninety six. Oh, so they were watching ninety. They were watching seven and ninety six. Which was a year before, and then two years old. Okay. On yeah, yeah Podunk Town, they get movies at a different uh, speed sure. than, the, than the big city. <laughs> I get that. Two thousand two, and then twenty ten, <clears throat> which would have been six years in the future from when this movie came out in two thousand four. So that those were your time frames, uh, and I wanted to bring that up because I do not like the cold open where he's running around through a building, shuts the door, puts the thing up. And then you get the 13 years later. I hate that. Right. I, I like the cold opening only because it, he it is because it it cemented something that was confusing to me. I kept confusing this movie scenes from this movie from the Mothman prophecies. Okay. Which makes absolutely zero sense. Other than one has a butterfly in the title and the other has a moth, which aren't really <laughs> moth related. Probably it. That's probably the connection, probably yeah. right? And so when I saw him, when I saw him kind of kind of come walk creeping down the hall and kind of fluttering behind the window, I was like, "Oh, this is kind of like a moth." He's like flying to the flame, and I'm like, "No, no, no!" And it made sense at the time, but then I was like, "No, Brian, that's a moth, not a butterfly." What is so, this movie? Wow. Hold on, I've never seen the Mothman. It's based oh, on geez. a true story about this this uh, mythological. Um, mythological creature that people were sworn to have seen during the fracking or during the uh strip mining in virginia it was protecting the mountains that were getting strip mined is that right okay i think that is that is right it was and this is this came out in 2002 Mm -hmm. and uh other than it being a similar time frame and dealing with insects with wings yeah i didn't know i got it's got will patton in it i like will patton sorry go ahead Mm -hmm. 
I didn't like the opening of this film. Um, it felt like they made a film and then they looked through it for the most exciting thing that's going to bewilder you, and they just t- tacked that onto the beginning. Mm. I didn't and understand like, why he you. was. Mm. Why, why was he writing that note? If anyone finds, oh, because he he needed something to read. Like right, like he no, he needed to, but, but no, he was getting the videos yeah. out. Why? Yeah, why did he write the note? I didn't understand that. I'm like, why, why do you need to write the note? And will the note exist once you disappear? Oh, that's a good know. point. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, well, I, I, I thought he needed something. He needed to read his own diary, so he was instant. He was making insta diary, which which right, right. solves a bunch of other things. And you're like, oh well, then why would he need the books ever mm. if he could just do that? Mm-hmm. Which also right. made me question how he had any journals after he lost his hands because he didn't seem like he was too adept <laughs> at writing with those hands or oh, doing wow. anything. Oh, Good no, he, yeah. the, <laughs> the, the sequence where he loses his hands and, and legs, I think he's right. Completely quadriplegic that, that sequence. Oh, did uh, he lose starts... his legs then? Uh, okay. yeah, Sorry. You're, you're, in, you're clearing some wheelchair. Yeah. You're clearing something up for me because in my head, I thought it was just his arms and I couldn't figure out why they were pushing him around in a wheelchair all the time. Why couldn't right. he walk with those arms? But you're, I'm just you're giving right. up. I don't have no arms. Forget it. You're right. They just, <laughs> just, they just weren't right. explicit about in it. That, yeah. All right. In that sequence, he's got he's he's got uh, a one book that he had written when he was seven, yeah. before the explosion. Right. right. So that right. was the book that had to be found uh, for him to be able to. Yeah. <laughs> but I I did find it interesting that. They, I like the ending where the baby chokes itself. I, you know, whatever. Uh, so <laughs> I did like that idea. The reason why I liked it was because it gave us this, this, this history of two previous stillborn babies, and you know, and the dad did, you know, he he did camera stuff instead of writing journals. And I thought that whole story had created this potential for what we we're going to see in two and three. And I was hoping that two and three was going to be about that. But when I read more, I'm like, no, nah, it's not even about the same family. I kind of yeah. would have liked did to you- seen that. Did you read the synopses, by the way, of all of, of the two yeah, sequels? Oh, my God. Yeah. How <laughs> the third bad. one seems totally horrible. Like, like as bad as this one was, the third one right. feels like, oh, uh, like, 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 oh, so, uh, so many yeah. times worse. So I don't have congratulations any... are all on Netflix right now. Are so they if, actually? Uh, you have a oh, hankering. Geez. Really? Yeah. I might watch three just to see if it's as bad as the synopsis makes it. Makes it mm. look. What, what was the, were the um, I mean, direct to video type stuff for these theaters? Yes. Like, okay. Yeah. Both of them went direct to video, uh, two right. and three. And uh, three is called Prophecies, Butterfly Effect prophecies that, butterf- maybe that's the reason why i'm getting the mothman prophecies and that stuff in game up. i can't remember what it's well the first called. one's called the first one's called just two <laughs> and then the second one's yeah. called three colon revelations well technically the second and third one scott oh yeah good point. revelations that's it revelations not prophecies yeah but in the third one this guy doesn't even need the books he just uh he can tra- time travel back to any point in his life that he wants to and um it becomes the most confusing synopsis i've ever read of a movie <laughs> wow, wasn't there that. like another movie with like uh oh where I, it's not it's something some kind of wife is the name the title of it oh, oh the time it? traveler's wife the time traveler's wife yeah oh, that's, that's it wasn't there so something that's... some something wife i knew there was some kind of travel. attachment well i was trying not to say i was trying not to say astronaut's wife because that one's always the one that pops oh, in my head yeah. i was like what was the thing what was the thing so <laughs> time so, travel 
that's yeah. a book. It's and it's one of those things that makes a such a better book than movie that it makes me wonder if butterfly effect would have been the same. Mm. It, did you see um, they have novelization of this? Oh god, crap? no, yeah. that's not what I'm talking about. Please, I know, no. but still, <laughs> uh, if you've never read the Time Traveler's Wife, uh, the author is Audrey Neffenegger. Mm-hmm. You should read it. It's a really good book. All right, it's a good movie too. I hadn't heard of it. Um, so okay, I'm just I was just trying to verify this, but butterfly effect two and three has no connection to each other either. No. These are all just no. separate shit. Separate separate retellings of more or less the same story. Mm. Oh, time, time travel through through uh uh consciousness. Yeah. And why wouldn't why wouldn't you like if you're making a sequel, why wouldn't you say, oh you know, let's let's make it so that uh the girl that that uh his mom eventually has in the in the director's cut ending realizes she's got this power and she does stuff like this and maybe even tries to bring her dad back or, or something like that, you know, right. like, and, or not her dad, but, um, right. The, right. Since they implied there was a girl next that did survive. I was like, okay, so that mean it only affects the men. I was kind of, Oh, right. They just let that. Well, hang. that's, yeah. that's right. in, what was that? Yeah. What was that movie too? That was a movie where the, um, where all the men in the family have hmm. the ability to time travel. It was the right. uh, last few years. Well, that, that might have been also, I think that was also uh, what happened in Time Traveler's Wife. Wasn't his dad also capable of doing that? Is that, is that, was that, that correctly? Uh, maybe. I gotta look that up. I thought it was more of a cheeky, um, cheeky. a cheeky comedy thing in the Time Traveler's Wife movie. I don't remember being. No, that was it more was not, that was It was serious. not cheeky at all. That was yeah. a serious take. Yeah. Yeah. Who um, was that? Uh, Killian Murphy? No. Am I thinking of that wrong? Yes, I am. In time traveler, playing the time traveler who had a wife. I yeah. never, I never did see. Um, oh, oh, Eric Bana is who it is. Sorry. What was the What was the name of that stupid? Okay. I'm gonna get this wrong. Tungo Bush or this one too. It was like about time is the one. That's it. Only male <sighs> members of the family can travel in time, and that one was actually because it was jokey. I don't know. I think it also had. Uh, Oh, oh uh, Rachel, McAdams. Rachel McAdams and Bill Nye and Dom Hall. Yes. Dom Hall yes. Gleason's the guy. All right, yep, I know this one. Yeah, that was yeah. more like a rom com meets science fictiony thing. It was, and and the science fiction it was great because it's it's one of those movies that where the science fictiony stuff is just accepted and it's and it focus on the other things in the mm-hmm. in the film. Right, it's not like the main focus is this time travel ability. It's like, oh, by the way, he also has the ability to time travel and. And that's what causes all these fun things. Yeah, but people like that movie. That movie's well regarded. Yeah, yeah, that is really good. All right. Have you not seen it? No. Kim sat. Kim, Kim Dom Hall loved Gleason. it. Yeah, yeah. No, I love Dom Hall Gleason. He's uh, Nux from uh, the new Star Wars business. He is. Yeah. He's great. Um, and his dad's awesome too. And so is his brother. There's a bunch of Gleasons running around. We always talk about Baldwin's and freaking uh, the Hemsworths now. The Gleasons are killing it. They got they got a mm-hmm. whole like th- three generations oh, yeah. of Gleasons running around. Weasleys and Moody's and all kinds of shit. <laughs> Weasleys hey, and Moody's. Did you guys ever see uh, Project Almanac? No, no. So it's, it's kind of a little bit of a found footage film. Project, somewhat. Yeah. Oh, I Back remember that. I saw this at the drive-in. I think and I saw this on a plane. Mm. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's not great, but a group a group of teens discover plans. Sorry, secret plans of a time machine and construct one. However, things start to get out of control. Is the synopsis? This I might be confusing with that other movie where the teens find a hole in the ground and they get powers from this thing, and one of them becomes a bad kid. <laughs> the other ones, like uh, one word title, like um, oh yeah, hole. 
<laughs> what is Hulk. that called? <laughs> it's not whole. It's I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I get that. I think of that too a lot when I hear about a new because it's anytime yeah. it's a bunch of teenagers and you're like, all right, is this the freaking maze movie or one of those shitty things? And <laughs> right, turns right. out maybe this one's okay. The maze Runner, <laughs> Divergent, all right. Things, <laughs> Divergent. Yeah. There's the other one I was thinking. Of. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, real Rocky Dennis is gross. What was it? Oh, uh, uh. Because of McFly. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Eric Stoltz was an a-hole on this. Hey, a couple other notes I wanted to get to on this, on on, uh, Butterfly Effect. (laughs) Yes. Do do, uh, mental institutions only do admissions in the middle of the night on thunderstorm, lightning? That's right. That's correct. That's That's correct. That's right. Just just checking. All right. And And also, they're always uh, tied down. mm -hmm. (laughs) And also... Also, there's a hierarchy of them. Uh, you can just transfer someone to Bellevue tomorrow, mm-hmm. and Bellevue is where there's no chance that he'll be able to time travel anymore. So right, he has to right. do it right now. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's just like right. uh, um, it's maximum security. And why was he... Okay, remind me. In that timeline, why did he want to go back? Was it because that was her drug-addicted uh, hooker timeline and he wanted to fix right. that? Was that right. the final one? <laughs> Anyway, I, yeah, uh, the the drug addicted uh, lifestyle was um, story uh, is that the three that was right before he blew off his hands or what is that after? I'm trying I don't to remember. remember because I'm trying to remember right. why he like in the director's cut version why this right. would be your ultimate. Let's just go ahead and kill myself as a baby decision. I can't remember what he had to fix. It seemed like Everything things were okay. Is, all I know is his, he mom does. Had, his mom had cancer because she started smoking, and that one made me laugh because he was. He was absolutely miserable, but he was willing to accept it only to a point. And you, when he saw his mom had cancer, he almost got up and danced with his with his nubs yeah. because he's like, "Yeah, I get to go back in time and fix my problem." Now. Right, exactly. Because you, I think they, it feels like they might have had to throw that in because <laughs> he would have seemed really selfish if he would have said, "No, exactly. I don't like this timeline because." Because right. the girl I love doesn't love me back. Right. Oh, She's, oh, that pathetic like. Ashton Kutcher fake crying. Yeah, yeah. He mumbled what a lot. You were his... the only person I was ever gonna love in my life. Yeah, and then she goes, "What?" And he goes, we're... "I mean, this girl I'm talking about." It's like, dude, you guys are the worst. And he we're, mumbled we're, through this you... whole movie. Mumbled. Everything got mumbled. And were you that. bracing for her to say, "Look, I need to be with a guy who has hands." Like I was right. bracing. I was terrified. That's where that was all going. Yeah. Look, I'm really into hands. I'm really Only into guys hands. with hands can make my toes go numb. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, exactly. This is another. I love. I just love moment. the idea that for most of his time travel, he was just trying to save Amy Smart, and the the things he was trying to save her from were the horrible, uh, you know, moment thing where she becomes a waitress and kills herself, becoming uh, a hooker who's strung out and gets killed, or uh, becoming a sorority girl. That's the worst. That's really. The worst thing you could do. Yeah. How, yeah. What could be worse? Yeah. Also, here's what's the worst thing. Quit trying to pursue and fix with time travel a relationship with a girl who thinks skunks smell okay. Freaking F <laughs> right, that. Right. That That's line right cool, there yeah. just went, what? Gr- Dude, how can you think skunk smell is a good smell? I understand somebody with the cilantro thing. I get it. That's yeah, a different yeah. deal. Skunk smell? There's no way you're like, ah, oh, oh mm, skunk. Mm, smells so good. You wouldn't last so in prison. So much better than flowers. Yeah. <laughs> right. That was horseshit. No, you would love prison. It's, it's full of skunk smells. Yeah. You would love it. Yeah. Kevin Durant. Uh, I, this reminds me of a trope 
that I want to talk about. Oh, we haven't hit that button yet, even though we've talked about a few. Beep, beep, beep. Oh, oh. This is called the Trauma Conga line. Mm. Um, the It's probably the best example that we'll ever see of the Trauma Conga line. And I want to just give you a list of a few of the horrible things that happen in this film. Self-harm, mental illness, child rape, child pornography, domestic child abuse, manslaughter, murder, infanticide, violent animal cruelty, incarceration in mental hospitals, suicide, multiple stillbirths, prison violence, neo-Nazism, white supremacy, prison rape, being stabbed in the genitals, being forced into prostitution, heroin addiction, quadruple amputation, lung cancer. The director's cut even culminates in probably the only example of prenatal suicide in the history of cinema. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds right. That's a lot of hard Uh, uh, content right there. And, and Thumper, uh, the, your everyone's oh, yeah, favorite Thumper. lovable uh, uh, goth man. So, no, I Thumper. will not guess what grossed out Scott Johnson the most because the movie seems like it doesn't <laughs> care. It doesn't want to gross you out at in a moment. It's just going to traumatize you from beginning to end. You know what? It's so, it's, it's so gross that it's – when everything's gross, nothing's gross. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like that's right. the kind of feeling I had in this movie. I will say there was one moment that really truly grossed me out. And it's when the white supremacist prisoner guy with a scar on his bald head whispered a certain thing to Ashley. Oh, Kutcher. yeah. yeah. It just grossed Ugh. me out. It's like, don't say that. Hey, and, and we did get uh, vomit in the film. Uh, Ashton Kutcher throws up while Thumper. <laughs> Do you think Thumper got his name because he pulls down so much oh my trim? <laughs> I don't know, but it was disturbing. Him sitting there That's with his pulls down hand. so much trim. Oh. What '90s gangster movie right, right, did right. I just land in? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny! All right, just trying to think of a good way to phrase that. I, you're probably it. right, though. By the way, I don't think that... I've ever used that phrase before in my life, but it felt like if I was going to start, this would be the time to start. That, by the way, is a really interesting trope, uh-huh. and that trope is called it's called Kavorka Man. Mm. Have oh, you ever heard this? No. Only from Seinfeld. Yeah. It was so, like Kramer was uh, he was being called the Kavorka man by yeah, the yeah. Uh, the priest because he kept attracting all the nuns or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the there's deal? A, yeah. There's a bunch of examples of this, and they're all men. Like, there's almost no examples of Kavorka woman because women don't write films and men write films. Yeah. And some of them are just hysterical. Like, when you start thinking about it, you know, Austin Powers should never get laid. You know, Cal and the 40 year old virgin <laughs> is sort of the, you know, the example of this thing mm-hmm. from a whole film. Mm-hmm. Like, Kavorka Man is a guy who is mysteriously getting laid, and we're never going to be given an explanation. We just have to believe in it. Which... <laughs> it looks like it uh, not originated, but really took off as a concept because of the Seinfeld episode, which is pretty great. Kavorka man, we already know his power. Excelsior! Yep. Every time Dudley Moore gets laid in a film, that's an example of this trope. It's a good example for every Woody Allen movie ever made, probably. Or Adam Sandler movie, right? (laughs) Sure. And they and they're writing themselves in there, you know, like that's them deciding that's a that's a thing to do. But yeah, that's fantastic. Let's see. I'm looking this up now. Oh yeah, who framed Roger Rabbit? Roger Rabbit, they say, is a is a Kavorka man. I can see that. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. I love stuff like this. Please. Female examples, they only have three. Shannon Mullins from The Heat, Fat Amy from Pitch Perfect, nah. and Amy from Trainwreck is an average-looking woman with an obnoxious oh, personality that has her pick of guys. I, 
I don't know about that last one. Like again, it's it's a rare film that was written by women, right? Mm-hmm. Amy Schumer and her sister wrote that film, mm-hmm. and also, I mean, she's portrayed as as being very very aware of her shortcomings. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that that really fits. All I'm saying is, if you if you trip. click on the film one uh, or the one that's with man examples, it's like fifty examples. You click mm-hmm. on the one with yeah. female examples, it's three. <laughs> well, because- yeah. Remember in. Uh, remember in attractive uh, to men because they're a woman yeah i guess so <laughs> remember in machete with uh danny trejo he somehow he somehow kavorka mans his way into michelle rodriguez's pants Lindsay lohan's pants and then her mother's pants mm. jessica alba like it's, a lot it's of pants. ridiculous yeah, that it's guy all the pants exactly you're gonna like the way you look i guarantee it <laughs> uh all right, let's uh, get to some clips. We got clips from this movie. Not a lot, but, you know, enough to whet our appetites. Let's start with this one. This is a mom sound. Here you go. We've been over this a hundred times. It's too dangerous for it. She sounds 12. Oh, yeah, I'm Laura. Hold on a second while I take off my mechanic suit. What am I doing out here? I have no idea. <laughs> oh, yeah, she had her waitress costume on underneath her mechanic's costume. Yeah, a costume or not a costume, uniform. Or uniform. Sorry, I can do anything you can do, but better. But better. And I've got a mechanic's outfit on. Do we call? And under that, she's got a pilot's uniform. And under <laughs> except, that one, <laughs> right? Except, except for the fact that I need to, uh, I need to fix my brakes. Yeah. Who, who, by the way, uh, would we call our chick in the bucket this week? Because I, I thought there'd be a hundred of them with the whole changing time frames mm-hmm. up and all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, the, the thumper kind of gets forgotten to me. Yeah. The chick in the bucket to me is they never fully say if the mom and baby were killed, far as I could tell. No, they did later. They could have been, they could have been maimed. They actually say, they say the words, baby and mom did. They did say that. Yeah, I don't remember. Later on. They may when, have. They, when they first did it, they didn't. And then the TV thing that the mom caught on or TV in the kitchen didn't. But later on, when she was yelling at him saying oh, mrs what's her name and the baby would be alive today if you you know yes that's right yeah, yeah. slip past me yeah, yeah um maybe eric stoles is the chick in the bucket because even if him chasing kaylee away at the birthday party to where she'll never hang out with him again later in life uh eric stoles is still gonna coax some little kid you know yeah yeah some door-to-door yeah. Girl Scout cookie sales. I love that we. The... I love that we keep saying Eric Stoltz will do these things. That's what. <laughs> yes, he will. He's a terrible <laughs> man. Terrible right. man. Uh, it's like, hey, we but... love you, Eric Stoltz. We love everything you've ever done. You're awesome. You are awesome, dude. Freaking, what's the he's, John Hughes he movie? Is, love him. Anyway, in this time frame, yeah, he is kind of kind, Yeah, he's kind of interchangeable with uh, David Caruso, though. In this time frame, look, you just see a ginger and you see the same face everywhere you That's go. That's true. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. absolutely you think true. All <laughs> gingers look alike, don't you? Because <laughs> they don't have a soul shining through. So um, <laughs> you can't you can't have a chicken the bucket trope in a time travel movie. Yeah. The, the t- chicken a bucket trope has <laughs> to be in a single timeline. Because for the rest of that single timeline, the person is just trapped where the script left her. Yeah. And this one, this one has people living out so many different lives and so on. You're know, like the dog's alive and half the film timelines, and the dog died and others and so on. That it's just like there's no one just left behind perpetually. Although maybe, just maybe, for the rest of the film, those uh, fraternity pledges are just standing out on the quad in their underwear with a soup strainer on their head you know what i mean like just maybe those guys got bucketed 
Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. I mean, that's the problem with it. So I don't think there really is one. But uh, and we never did. Oh, was the husband there during the baby suicide at the beginning of the of that clip? I know it's not in the movie proper for well, Netflix viewers. He's taking he's taking the video, right? Is that him? Okay, oh, yeah, right. That's 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 how he that's how he was jumping around. He was a chick that never really got in the bucket, but there he is anyway. Like right. we just never really had to deal with that guy. All right, well that's interesting. Also, that doctor um, is credited in the movie, but only shows up at the end there, and that's not in the. F- theatrical release or at least not the one we all saw that randy didn't see which is weird anyway that doesn't matter what happens oh, here yeah, that is weird yeah it is weird uh here's how young she sounds this is the mom again this is Trayborn. i need to speak with you can it wait till tonight i'm already late for work and i, I think you really need to see this that voice is just so she's like a pixie right <laughs> now there there's a trope for you my kid drew a thing i think he has problems yeah and it's all by the way way too well rendered for a kid of seven um, oh, it was amazing, which I guess that's the point. It was drawn by a prison inmate, mm. you know, 13 years later. Oh, right. So, now, the okay, right. I forgot. Oh, uh, okay. I forgot that, how that went. And by the way, that guy that had the abilities that he has in the prison is that creepy dude from B- uh, Battlestar Galactica who yeah. plays, I forget which Cylon, but he was the one that just harassed and just drove um, Starbuck crazy. Can't think of his name. He's great though. That guy, cool actor. I like him. He kept strangling the kid. Yeah. You know the one I'm talking about. That guy. Right, right, right. No, his dad. Right. Right. Oh, is that supposed to be his dad? That was his That's dad. Yeah. Oh wait, 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 wait. Well, then there is yeah, no so dad chick in the bucket because he's the dad. Who did you no. think he was visiting? I no, thought but we it... don't know what happened to the dad when he Callum Keith Rennie is yeah. the the dad in the jail. Dad. Yeah. Um. But we don't know how he all of a sudden is is really good in taking the video. Uh, like he's he's better in this timeline where the baby was never even born, where where Evan was never well, even. Yeah, he, he born. didn't go. He didn't go. Yeah, he didn't go to crazy place until like, like when when Evan was like what six or something. Okay, I mean, he had just went to he had just went to crazy place. So how so how do you if you've got a dad and also by the what we've read a granddad in the director's cut mm-hmm. who all have this ability and have been messing about with it forever and it all ended up in a bad place because of it, at least in one of the timelines, how is it even possible Ashton Kutcher can work his word, word magic so, and not have it get jacked up by them doing their shit. Do so you- Callum Keith Rennie's character from the beginning, everything you know about him is that at some point he gets put into shackles and can no longer, do what he was previously doing okay like so for the rest of all these re- reverse timelines loop 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 in every loop you're past the point where callum keith rennie has gotten shackled away from being able to change anything okay right okay so th- that's that's the the solution to that this apparently happened maybe before evan was born or early very early in evan's life okay so uh, but some of the shitty stuff that happened naturally could have been because Timeline Joe was dinking around with it before, right? Like, in other words, this goes all the way back oh, to Grandpa yes. changing timelines. Like, oh, I hate yes. that. I hate that because you can't explain it. His brain it. just got too big and he couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I like that actor, so there's that. Um, all right, here's uh, worst child actors uh, are in this movie. Here you go. Evan, Evan, guess what? Dad got a new video camera and we're all going to be in a movie. Ugh. Evan, Evan, guess what? Uh, <laughs> We're all going to get naked. Come on. Uh, I don't like it. All right. I wrote here. This is horrible to say. I wrote 
Oh, I think it's Eric Stoltz saying a terrible thing that you shouldn't say. Here it is. Quit acting like some damn retard, or I'll call your mother and tell her what a naughty little shit you've been. Jeez Louise. This, this had to be like the last year that we could use this, right? Maybe. 2004? Uh, yeah. Last yeah. time you probably heard this. There was a lot probably. of uh, the other F word a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there like was that. a lot of that. Mm-hmm. It was bad. And the kid, they were making Mostly kids. Tommy. Yeah, to- <laughs> Mostly were, Tommy saying it. They were making Tommy say some raunchy stuff. Like terrible. I don't know. His mom sitting off in the on the in the on the shoot that day, just going, "Oh my lord!" Oh, I hope this doesn't mess him up for life having to say these phrases. (laughs) This is rough. All right, here's uh, here's Tommy speaking to Tommy saying a thing that's I think they should have done a second take because I can't understand it. So here it is. Any bus doesn't you're gonna puss out and narc for sure. Okay, what? What did he say? Let's try it again. Puss out and narc for sure. Yeah, but the first part. Hold on. Any bus doesn't you're gonna puss out and narc for sure. Oh, any, any one of us does it. Yeah. Okay. Any one of us is not going to puss out and narc for sure. No, no. It's not that. He says, Any of us doesn't, you're going to puss out. If any of us any of us does it, you're going to puss out. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. Just take two is all they need. Meaning, meaning, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> meaning you go put the, uh, the the dynamite in the mailbox. Yeah. I think they were just like, it was probably the ninth take. And they're like, all The right, mailbox was a baby the whole time. <laughs> What's Seinfeld doing, MASH? <laughs> that's good all right um something oh this is the first time you hear ashton kutcher say anything and he mumbles like this the whole movie but anyway here it is was it pavlov that condition is dr lick his nuts oh nut licking oh that's so charming if i was a professor i would just be oh you're the you're my best student you're You're my favorite clever boy and he smiles and like pats him on the back by the way that's the same same uh a professor that during the test not only gives him hands him the test but hands him a pencil as well yep. which i don't remember any college professor handing me here's your test and here's a pencil yeah here's a number two pencil that was more like junior high they didn't know what college was i don't think this movie this movie was like oh what's college it's a place where your roommate has sex all the time and there's a bong this and is what we wait, think I, college is from watching uh, too many episodes of saved by the bell the later years yeah I, I uh, I know college changes all the time, and the internet really changed how classes are organized. But for a long time, college was uh, tests where you go in and sit down, and then they suddenly reveal the test via overhead projector, and then you have to write down answers or write an essay or what have you. That way, there aren't a bunch of copies that could get stolen, mm-hmm. and like that was that was really really common. And I just thought it was so. Man, it was so like out of touch to have these, you know, frat guys. Like, here's here's all the answers, mm-hmm. dude. Don't mm-hmm. don't show everybody. Like, <laughs> no, I'm sorry, not 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 in 2004. You can't steal answers. Yeah, this is all true. Uh, by the way, that pool shot though that uh, Thumper took at the pool table and landed in that guy's beer was awesome. That was great. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed yeah. that. Uh, Randy, that is to say, Randy for my name is Earl speaks. Maybe there's a reason you repressed the day some pervert had you in your tidy whities Jeez. All right. Jeez. Sideshow thumper. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted more of him in this movie. I did I really too. Did. I really was hoping when I first saw him, I went, oh, are you the the squirrely kid who tried to save the dog? I hope so. Because now you're all rebellious and weird and maybe you'll be a fun little tag along. And right. that, was, that was wrong. It wasn't him. Just a new guy. Yeah, it was, it was, I was Mandelaing effect a, uh, uh, a timeline where thumper dressed like a normal preppy kid you know where uh-huh. <laughs> I, I think i was just confusing lenny and thumper yeah i had those guys mixed um all right here's a here's a mean thing to say i'll flat out castrate you i'll flat out castrate flat out you castrate you. Mm. flat out that means you flatten the testicle flat. and then you yes. 
Oh, no. Cut it away. Dude, flatten out the, the way, testicle. Uh, <laughs> the, that... There's a uh, a weird sort of hanging from a thread thread line there where if uh, Ashton Kutcher will just go back in time and accept his dog being killed, mm-hmm. everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. Like if he would just go back in time and tell, tell the other two kids, you know what? Your brother is going to kill my dog and it sucks, but we, we should just hang out here and let that happen. Mm-hmm. Like then it, it, that actually might be okay. There's actually a number of those now that I think about it. Where if he would just go back in time and accept a small problem, mm-hmm. he wouldn't right. have the huge problems that. Also, for a dog that was so such a, you know, pinnacle thing in the movie, it's like oh, this dog moment matters so much. We'll keep returning it to it. Save the dog, save the dog. This dog's nowhere in the rest of the movie. It's like zip. We don't even <laughs> the, I don't even remember the damn thing's name. It's just like. It's in the bag. He's going to burn it. Is he or isn't he? He lets him out this time. He burns him this time. That dogs die in the bag. Let's, I don't know what they had in the bag, but it wasn't a dog. Let's call it Baxter. That feels like the dog's name okay, to me. Okay, sure. I like that. But it may as well be because we never saw him again. Like We've that, had tons of dogs in bags and they never flip around like that. I mean, no, that was clearly some bag. somebody's arm in there doing some yeah, special little, effects. Little remote. Uh, it's one of those things that was always in front of the Spencer gifts. It was like a, a ball <laughs> with a raccoon tail on it that kept hitting the sides <laughs> of the plastic yeah, trail. Like. Was in. Oh yeah. my gosh. Now that's traveling back in time right there. <laughs> seriously you just put me right in a very specific place just now that's crazy <laughs> all right uh what's this most of the dialogue sounds like oh the, yeah so he talks like this a lot yeah yeah that's i was just making sure <laughs> he's just not talking he's just God. going yeah so <laughs> he's the most <laughs> ugh. Mumbly Joe. That's what made him so. What's made him so great on that '70s show, and I think what made him so not great in anything else. Like what? Uh, well, I guess I got to watch The Ranch apparently to see. To I like see Dude Ashton Where's Butcher. My Car. It's good. That's a good movie. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. sweet. But, uh, but what does he really have to do with that? Yeah. Well, and now he's in his 40s, and he learned how to make sitcoms apparently in Two and a Half Men. And so he's got this his this midlife character mm. that he only plays mm. now. Yeah. It, wait, is he that old? How old is? See, he's this is gonna, This is really going to piss me off. No, he's forty one. I went to his I went to his birthday party last month. Okay, forty one. That pisses me off even more because he looks nineteen, and I don't say that with exaggeration. There isn't work being done here. He just straight up looks nineteen, and it's annoying the hell out of me. I'm just texting Ashton real quick. Time. Yeah, dude. Uh, Scott Johnson thinks you're hot. No, send a text and say, "Dude, where's my car?" Say that. I'm sure. <laughs> and he'll say, "He'll say, sweet." Mm-hmm. I can you imagine how many people that are close to him have done that? Like that's got to be really annoying. Yeah. Oh yeah. Was well, how long was he with Demi Moore? Oh five to twenty thirteen. Pretty good while. Yeah. She was like, just, I don't know. She was in her late forties when they were hanging, and he was. Mm-hmm. Young. Maybe she. Maybe they're both vampires. Maybe she gave it to him. Could have been. What's she oh. doing now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's she up to now? She doing anything? Probably not. All right. <laughs> uh, on, the, <laughs> on the other hand, Eric Stoltz now looks like he's ninety-two. No, he looks okay. He he's uh, Eric Stoltz is born in like sixty-one, which would make him what is he? Ah, uh, crap. Eric Stoltz. Age. Sorry, this this is <laughs> it's, it's great podcasting. Listen oh, he's, to he's fifty-seven. I think he looks great for fifty-seven. That guy. 
You look at some recent stuff. He's oh fine. yeah. For, I mean, for a guy who beat a uh, child molestation beat, that's awesome. Yeah, for, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Only in character though. Let's reiterate, reiterate for those who are slow listening to us. He it was only a character, uh, not his real life guy. <laughs> and the character was <laughs> Eric Stoltz. Yeah. Eric Stoltz <laughs> playing himself in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I remember being very excited though when he was heading up that uh, BSG follow up. Um, uh, oh yeah. Oh, um, what was that? It was the other ship. Caprica. Caprica. Cap- or yeah, that's right. It was Caprica. The planet. Cool. Yeah. They uh, that looked that was cool for a while, and then it was just too heady. I think. I think people were just couldn't get their heads around it. So, I liked it though. He was the guy in, in charge of all that. Anyway, uh, uh, we got more and uh, plays like this. How about this one? Oh, these are just I wrote weird sounds. <laughs> oh yeah, this one he was. <laughs> 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 he was doing the pledgy thing, the pledger deal. Oh, the rushes. Yeah. The pledges, yeah. All right. That's great. Uh, <laughs> how about this one? It's oh, just him saying mom. Mom. I use the, the top of the thing. Um, she had one job. Bring the diaries, you dumbass. Here's a farting chair. I like a good farting chair in a movie. And here's one now with Amy Smart and her farting chair. Oh, Sorry. Does my line of work make you uncomfortable? <laughs> wow. You did not add that? You nope. didn't add that? Nope. It's in wow. the movie. It oh, sounds awesome. like you added a huge fart. I guarantee yeah. you that is not added. You can go hear it for yourself. She sat in a chair and it farted on her, which is great. You need to you need to you need to put the uh, on that. Like those go together somehow. Yeah, have him I'm go sure. uh, after that is a good idea. All right, here's the skunk's line. How about the fact that you prefer the smell of skunk to flowers? Shut up. Shut up. So Could he's he- not really saying that. She likes skunk. She just likes it more than flowers. That's good. That's and also he's saying to, yeah. no one involved in the making of this film could come up with something more romantic <laughs> for that one. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. It's one thing. I get the idea of like, oh, she's so quirky. She likes this thing no one else likes. I understand that. But skunks over flowers is tantamount to skunk smell good. I don't care if it's over flowers or anything else. <laughs> Comparison doesn't matter. It's semantics. She's gross. She's freaking gross. I've, look, like I've seen things. I've seen Crank One and Crank Two. She's kind of gross. All right, I'm just saying. Oh. Oh. Uh, in those movies, no. I mean. All right, here yeah, we go. Yeah. Uh, here I wrote, "He hates you." I don't remember what this is. I hate you, and if you ever come near me again, I'll kill you and your whole damn family. Did he have to go that far? The kid couldn't he have just said, "I don't like you. Get away from me. You smell funny." Instead, of, I'll kill you and your whole family. Like, well, he was just taking a. He was taking a, a, what he learned from Tommy, right? Because I guess like it's just don't, I've only got one shot at this. I need to go big. Yeah, <laughs> great. You'll end up in juvie for threatening someone's life, you dumbass. And that just leads to prison where <laughs> right. you're gonna get raped by a bald guy. Right. <laughs> Sorry, but all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's uh, time, ladies and gentlemen, for this. It is the film sack checklist. Only hire at the school of terrible kid actors. Check. Only hire at the school of mediocre adult actors. Check. <laughs> and finally, always protect your burger and fries as if your life depended on it. Check. That part when he was in that so, restaurant and she oh, was like, "Oh, Hilltop Cafe." 
Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Hilltop Cafe is a place and it is great. It is open right now. If you are listening to this and you live anywhere near Langley, British Columbia, you should go to Hilltop Cafe. And of course, I don't need to tell you that. You'll probably tell me that you love that place and you've been there before. Mm. It's great. Okay. Go to Hilltop Cafe. Okay. I'll go. If wow. I'm ever up there, wow. I'll go. Wow. Wow. Will I have to protect had- my burger as if that lady's going to steal them? They didn't. They didn't let Hilltop Cafe make their food. It was really weird. This film had like movie food. At, at when you get a burger at this place, it's like a foot tall, mm. and they use these long uh, wooden dowels, uh, spikes, to hold it together. So it comes out looking like it's exploding with spikes out the top. Mm-hmm. And they put a fried egg in the middle of the burger. Oh, it's great! That sounds wow. Sounds awesome. That does sound really good. I do like a good fried egg on a burger. I do too. You can't do it too often, but. No, but when no. you you reserve that for a special occasion, oh, so there's good. a place nearby. I can't do it anymore, but a place nearby that made a burger that had uh, fried egg, hash browns, bacon, uh, all on top of a burger. Oh my it's like you can burger. totally do it anymore. What's wrong with he's, you? He's healthy now. He's a healthy boy. I know. I'm, you know, maybe I could earn it by not eating the entire rest of the week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That, um, <laughs> Randy, we knew Randy had a plan. Uh, by the way, our uh, Star Trek. Oh, go ahead. I just wanted to I just wanted to mention they really used Robson Square in Vancouver. Uh, they're all over Robson Square. They're all over the University of British Columbia. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was wonderful to see. I enjoyed that aspect of this film because, as you know, Vancouver can be anywhere. Yeah, they just uh, they had probably the dad in prison. Just they kept him, held him over, and said, "Just stick around. We'll do BSG up here as well. Don't go anywhere." Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, check this out. Star Trek connections. Uh, there are none. According to Daryl, I'll give you an exact quote. He sent this email to all of us. He said, ran this week's movie through the new machine and it found everyone. Ran this one through the machine and it found no actors. So, well, you know what they, what, you know what was there? Hmm. Time travel. Well, not only that, there was Stargate up the wazoo because five, right. four or five people hmm. in this movie have all been in Stargate at one time or another. So if we were doing Stargate connections, we'd be all over this. The prison dude, uh, the pervy prison uh, raper man, he was in uh, Stargate, as an example. There are a few others like that. In fact, a couple of the IMDb photos are of them in Stargate. <laughs> which oh, is, really? Yeah. Interesting. Like images of them with weird head appliances or whatever. But the um, no Star Trek folks in this one huh. as best he can tell. What do you feel about uh, uh, time travel and Star Trek? It seems like uh, they're always slingshotting around something. Yeah, they don't. They like doing that. Um, right. I... I I've grown to hate that method of time travel because it makes zero sense to me. And I know there's some, there is some theoretical stuff about how fast you would move around relative objects of such mass that it would cause a a wrinkle in time or, or, you know, cause time to overlap on itself or something. So it's some of it's based on actual theoretical stuff, but I just don't buy it. So it all seems like shit to me every time, like all time travel movies, they're all bad. Right. Mm-hmm. That's that's what usually what I have. That's the, that's the only time I have a problem with any type of science in Star Trek is when they decide uh, oh, there's these working theories and uh, we're going to try it now and it works out every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, sort of. They got stuck most times stuck in the whale, whale movie and they had to figure that one out. Right, <laughs> they, they figured it out in the last five. Minutes. They did. They they, fig- they always figured out. Sure. Oh, good. Right. Yeah. I mean, it had <laughs> one of my least favorite. Favorite and least favorite moments in all of Star Trek when Scotty picks up a, a <laughs> classic a mouse belt. mouse and says, yeah. computer, starts talking into it. Computer. On the one hand, it's funny because it's like, oh, you're so far in the future. This is, that's funny. And then part of me goes, 
you are one of the brightest minds in all of Starfleet in engineering. Right. You know the history of this stuff. You'd know what that was. You'd know that you were talking into an ancient device called a mouse for a computer and it bugs me but it's that. but it's even better than that because at first he just talks to the computer and she says oh no no you have to use the mouse and then he picks up the mouse and it's a great one-two punch joke it's pretty good and it's... i'm all right i forgive it uh you know like i say i'm torn on it i'm totally torn yeah. i'm I'm not torn at all I'm with scott it's 400 years difference <laughs> if i suddenly transported you to the 1600s you would not even think to treat anything around you as you normally do. <laughs> yeah, you would just, but you would know, you would have a sense of history. It's one of the great things about the enlightenment of the Star Trek future. Everybody's very educated. Everybody is very interested in old ancient things. And they, and they, they think it's important to understand your history. And Kirk's got, you know, old uh, ships and boats mounted on his wall. Picard had weapons and, and other cool stuff like that, or I may be actually mixing those two up, but they, you know, they're both really into Shakespeare and, you know, they know this stuff. Scotty mm. knew what a damn computer mouse is. I guarantee it. It's an ancient thing. Sure. But it's like saying I would see an old horse and carriage and go, I don't know what that is. Well, no, I, I do. It's a, a mode of transportation. I'm not going to walk up and try to put gas in the horse's butthole. Like, I, I, <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. I'm not going to go put unleaded up there. It's so dumb. Anyway, whatever. That's not here nor there. Where are we now? Oh, Twitter post. We're no, soundtrack there. grade. Sorry. Uh, there's uh, a P for poo. Uh, it's just forgettable and dumb. I didn't like it. <laughs> it's not. It's nothing. It's not good. What's good about it? Uh, nothing. Come on. It's unmemorable. It's not memorable. Think about a moment there. Think for a minute about the music. You can't remember any of it, can you? It's just like, mm. meh. Whatever. It's fine. It's okay. They don't all have to be. Everybody's not John Williams uh, or whatever, whoever. We can't all be Hans Zimmer all the time. Let's move on to the Twitter post. This is where you guys sum it up in 280 characters or less, as is tradition. Let's start with Randy. The butterfly effect. If you keep going back, you'll eventually make things right and please everyone, just like a Saturday night at Everton. <laughs> I have a feeling every one of these is now yeah. going to be that from now on. I have a feeling. Right. Well, because you're, he's trying to please everyone, and that's what you do at Ibbett's house. On, you try to please <laughs> everyone. True. Yeah, that's what's just, happening tonight. Oh yeah, <laughs> pleasing everyone. Pleasing everyone. Uh, Brian Dunaway. Oh, the butterfly effect. Like leaving a note on your girlfriend's coffin that says, "I'll come back for you." <laughs> hey, you sure you want to leave that note for the grave diggers to find that night with no context? Blackout. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good point. I'll come back for you. Uh, I'm not burying her. You bury her. No, no, it says I'll come back for you. I'm not doing it. Yeah. The fact that you ended that again with blackout is my blackout. favorite part. Uh, finally, Brian Ibbett. What's great is this one uh, is a good bookend for the intro that I gave. Right. The butterfly effect. Quantum bleep. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. Nice, nice. Oh, no, he would say in the mirror. No, what uh, oh, oh, no, he didn't say. He'd say, uh, he'd say whoa. Uh, no. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. boy. Oh, boy. That's what he'd say, yes. oh, <laughs> I always mix him oh. with Joey from, uh, from Blossom. <laughs> All the time. Can't help it. All right. Well done, everybody. That means it's t Oh, wait a minute. This just in. Oh, man. I was just handed this list, and this is alternate titles for the films we're doing this month. For this film, it was uh, almost called... That mostly 90s show, because <laughs> they spend a lot of time in the 90s, see? And then uh, the other option was Mumble Monroe Goes Back in Time. All right. 
I'm just going to go back in time and forget it. I'm out of here. I think they probably made the right choice. Let's get to a quick email and a phone call from a listener. The email came to us at filmsackagemail.com. It's from Kevin, and he says, Hello, Sackers. You said Farrah Fawcett was a chick in the bucket in uh, Logan's Run. However, Farrah Fawcett does appear again after the lesser scene, or laser scene, sorry. Uh, She shows up when the dildo on Spears people are threatening Logan and Jessica. Farrah says that Logan killed the dentist, but Jessica talks her down using bad acting. Later, Farrah is killed when the Sandmen attack. This is even a, there is even a scene with her body uh, being shown. Thanks for sacking Logan's run. It's one of my favorites. My son is even named Logan, Kevin. Well, there you go, Kevin. Okay, well, we remember uh, the dildos on sticks scene, seeing her there, because she's, she's important to that scene. I'd forgotten. I, I didn't remember the Sandman scene, her dying in the Sandman scene. Me either. But I think we did maybe talk about the dildo scene. Or at least later, yeah, maybe brought just, it up. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know I that like I really care. I want to keep referring to it as the dildo scene. <laughs> it's very misleading if you haven't seen the movie. Yeah, you're gonna go into this going, oh, there's a dildo scene and and uh, freaking Logan Run. <laughs> there's not. It, it's just bad. Farrah Fawcett in a dildo scene. What? 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 Give me the timestamp, Mister Skin. <laughs> For some reason, it just scares me on some level that an adult human person said that this movie is one of their favorites that i don't know why that just oh really it scares me like i oh. like logan's run is well context though he says his exact sentence is thanks for sacking logan's run it's one of my favorites he could mean our sacking of it okay could that i understand yeah. that makes a lot of sense yeah. thank you yeah I and there's a nostalgia aspect that, that they kind of you know i love that film too for its nostalgia you know, remembering seeing it as a kid and it being something that uh, my uncle okay, and I used okay. to watch. And okay, objectively worst film that you like and will defend from a long ago. Hudson Huck. On, on this basis. Hudson Huck. <laughs> Hudson Huck. Yeah, not even a hesitation there on Hudson Huck. Spice World. Spice World. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I have one. You want more? Uh- <laughs> Do I have one? I must have one. Oh, I know. Um... Uh, the, the, oh shoot. Um, Waterworld? The, no, the one where the, well, maybe Waterworld's, yeah, probably Waterworld's Water in there. Flies, I think. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. But something that's older than that, like something I saw when I was a kid that just stuck with me, uh, the Bugsy Malone movie with all the kids that shot like whipped cream at each other. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, the kid named Michael Jackson who wasn't Michael Jackson, but I only found that out like last week that that wasn't him. Anyway, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Scott Bayo is one of the kids. And anyway, it was this old thing. If you've never seen, the something of Bugsy Malone or something like that. I always forget the name, but that is objectively bad, but I love it. So I think that's one for me. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any others. Dunaway. Brian Dunaway. Oh no. Dunaway. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did we, do we, are we in a timeline where Dunaway never existed? He's muted for some reason. I don't know who you're talking about right now. <laughs> he made <laughs> Yeah, who would you, who do you mean? What are you talking about? Ah, you're so funny, Brian Ebbett. You're so funny. Ha ha ha. That's ridiculous. Um, anyway, I I have to say uh Showgirls, but only because it is it is objectively bad and I will defend it because the film critic David Schmader makes it great. You just have to read his read along while you're watching Showgirls and it's the best movie is ever his, made. Is his name really Schmader? Cuz Schmader sounds like someone said, "Ah, hater Schmader." Like that, you know exactly, what I mean? Exactly, yeah. But is that his real name? I'm just, I'm just looking <laughs> Looking at how you spell it. <laughs> it must and be. It's, it's yeah, S C H M A D E R. David Schmader. Okay. <laughs> All right. No, I believe and it. It's just kind of funny. Yes. 
if we don't have showgirls on our film sack watch list, oh. uh, we're doing it wrong. I think we've oh, had them on I can't. There before. No, I can't. That's it, the thing. Yeah. That's why I brought up oh, this yeah, topic. Yeah, to. You no. can take that day off. <laughs> no, I will veto it. And I, and you got to understand, like it is it is more legendary because of David Schmader's screenings than it would have ever been otherwise. Like there's a ton of people out there who have gone and watched this this movie with the annotations that make it a totally different thing. Hmm. And it's like, I can't separate that out. And I don't want to spend an episode of Film Sack explaining it. <laughs> I could see that. All right. I'm looking at uh, Dunaway still in the room, but he's he's muted on his side. And I don't know why he is. So we'll just be really yelling at his kids. Yeah, right something now. real bad going down. That's totally fine. Uh, here's a here's a thing. This is an email or a voicemail. Rather, this came to us at 801-471-0462. You're encouraged to put that number in your phone and send us emails whenever you're feeling like it. Again, 801-471-0462. This is about French Stewart in Stargate. Here you go. Hi, this is Keaton for FilmSec. Just wanted to call in. This may seem kind of weird or off the wall, but are Chris Kattan and French Stewart like cousins or something? I swear those actors look so similar. Ah, oh, well. Say hello to King Tut, assholes. Have a good one. <laughs> That's awesome, wow. Keaton. I missed that part when I first converted this file, so I, that was a surprise I, to me as well. At the end, I wish everyone would do that when you when you leave us a message. You got to put in a crazy quote. Yeah, from a, I think it should just be that one. Yeah, <laughs> just use right. that one. That should be the love the show though. A film sack. It's pretty good. Or do or do a classic line from the movie you're referring to when you uh, when you, you call. Go. So in this yeah. case, he did for Stargate. Um, yeah, French Stewart and Chris Kattan. I looked it up. They are of no relation whatsoever. But he's not wrong and. They are not relations, sir. Yeah, they're, they're not, but they have a similar uh, look to them, for sure. Like, just, I don't know, the way they grin and smile and emote, French Stewart, Chris Kattan, probably hang out. Uh, well done. Emails, uh, or sorry, voicemails come to us at 801-471-0462. Dunaway's still muted, and I don't know why. Mm. Oh, what happened? That's weird. Oh, mm. you're back, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. Everything all right over there? Good? Yeah, good? yeah, my uh, but the I've been having look. I'm buying a house. Yeah, all right. This is where <laughs> yeah. I'm living at right now. And yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm renting and I'm buying the house. And uh, and my painter guy showed up and he wanted his money. Oh, so he's here demanding money. You can't have that on Mike. I understand. Right. Sure. <laughs> right. No, he's actually a super nice guy. He's super great. And I was I was I was glad I could. Uh, well, then we'll give you him. we'll give you one of these. Okay. That's fine. Nah. If you have, if you have <laughs> for that's that, a good one. That's fine. That is a good one. Uh, it's gonna do it for us. Oh, this Brian, is a good did, episode. I I enjoyed this show at this episode. Oh, it was really good. Yeah, it's a terrible movie. Great episode. That's just how we roll. <laughs> even we even have good episodes when we talk about good movies. It's a crazy time. Anyway, hey, uh, go to the website filmsack. Uh, at, sorry, filmsack.com is the website. It's been there forever, and I don't know why I didn't say it right. Filmsack.com. Leave us voicemails at eight zero one four seven one zero four six two. Email us filmsack at gmail.com. And while you're at it. Jump on Twitter and find us at FilmSack. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. <laughs> Wait, what's that from? Is that from a thing? That was from his intro. Oh, oh right. Because when he comes uh, comes to after a time travel, he makes all sorts of gurgly, bloody nose noises. <laughs> anyway, well done. Uh, we'll see you when next week for The Dark Crystal.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. You guys excited about the Dark Crystal? Very oh, excited about the Dark You Crystal. have no idea. I can't wait to blink, break out the Blu-ray.